This is Cruise Radio. I cruise a lot and I always sail with travel insurance. You should too. Get a free quote today at tripinsurance.com. Broadcasting from the tripinsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Cruise Radio. Hey, how's it going? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. Very happy to have you here, my friend. A review of Celebrity Beyond today and staff writer Richard Sims is here with Cruise News. So we'll jump to him right now. Hey, Richard. Hey, Doug. It could have been a bad situation in the Bahamas if not for a carnival ship. You know, often when we report on ships coming to the rescue of people, it's either immigrants in an unseaworthy vessel or fishermen who've sort of wandered way off course and and wind up needing help. In this case, the Coast Guard contacted Carnival's Mardi Gras because a couple was stranded on a sailboat due to the man having a medical issue. This all happened like late at night. It was like midnight, 1 a.m. on Monday morning. Uh, it turned out the sailboat was about 20 miles off of Castle Island in the Bahamas, and, and the Mardi Gras was only about nine miles away. So the Coast Guard contacted them, and they coordinated. The ship went out you know, found them, um, dispatched a lifeboat, brought the couple on board. And as of the last we had heard, the man was, you know, on board receiving treatment in the medical facility. And, uh, you know, as far as we know, everything turned out very, very good and had a happy ending. And another cruise ship became unmoored over high winds. Second one in a month. Yeah. A few weeks ago, we reported on Norwegian Prima being pulled off the dock by high winds because, you know, the winds hit it and and it's sort of like the side of a sail and it pushes and can sometimes put too much strain on the mooring lines. And that was what happened with Prima and one of its gang plants sank into the ocean. Well, now the same thing has happened, basically. This time it was on the Queen Mary 2 ocean liner. The ship was in Italy outside of Rome and the high winds caused its mooring lines to snap. It pulled away from the dock and, you know, basically they had to bring tugboats out to sort of help get it back in place. Uh, The good news is no one was injured. The bad news is that the ship lost one of her gang planks um you know to the bottom of the sea there's going to be quite a collection down there for people who are scuba diving to go and see if like you know if the fish make habitats out of them Mm -hmm. and two cruise passengers were busted for trying to smuggle a whole lot of cocaine into the u.s it turns out that this event actually happened back in like late july but The details are just now coming out. It was reported in the Washington Post, which was sort of the first big outlet to make the details known. So allegedly, we always like to say allegedly, two sisters were sailing on the MSC Seascape out of Miami. When the ship returned after it had stopped in Cosmo, Mexico and Grand Cayman and Jamaica and the Bahamas, U.S. Border and Customs Patrol boarded the ship as part of what the Washington Post called an enforcement operation. So, like, this wasn't just random. This was very clearly they had some kind of tip or something. So they went to the room and they uh, confirmed that certain baggage belonged to these young uh, – I'm saying young – to these women. I don't know that they were young. Eventually, two backpacks belonging to the sisters were searched, and they found just under five kilos of cocaine, which was uh, sort of sewn into a lining within the backpacks. It's estimated that the street value of this cocaine is somewhere between 71000 and 190k. Uh, the sisters have a court date coming up in late August, I believe, and that's when you know we'll we'll find out exactly 
assuming that they are found guilty, we'll find out exactly what, what the punishment is for something like this. But, you know, it was definitely an organized effort uh, to to sort of get on that ship and specifically go to their stateroom. And like I said, that sort of indicates that they definitely had a tip. This was not random. And Celebrity has named a sister act as godmother for their newest ship. You'll recall that a few months ago, Celebrity announced that a pair of brothers were going to share the captain's position when Celebrity Ascent starts sailing. Well, apparently the line really likes the idea of sort of making this ship a family affair because they've now picked sisters to be the co-godmothers. One of the women is Captain Sandy Yawn, who is very, very, very well known to reality TV fans who watch Below Deck on Bravo because she's the captain on Below Deck Med. Uh, she also was just on like uh, last week's episode of Project Runway because the staff of or the various crews from Below Deck went on Project Runway and had new uniforms created for themselves. So she will be one of the godmothers, and the other will be her sister, Michelle Dunham, who actually founded the Jacksonville School for Autism right down there in your neck of the woods. Mm -hmm. um, she did this based on a model that she had developed to help her own son get a better education than he was getting in the mainstream schools. One of the things I really love about Celebrity is that They've really made big efforts to promote inspirational women in the past couple of years. You know, Captain Kate, uh, Captain Kate McHugh, is probably the best-known captain since the Love Boat's Captain Steubing, her and her hairless cat, Bug. Uh, some people probably are thinking that, you know, Below Deck's Captain Sandy is an odd choice, being that she's, you know, kind of a reality captain or a reality TV star. But she's actually really, really well-known and respected in the maritime community. She overcame addiction issues when she was really young and carved out this great career for herself. And long before becoming known for Below Deck, she dealt with a ship that was on fire and facing a potential threat from pirates while off the coast of Yemen. So, yeah, this is this is not someone to be taken lightly. This is not just some reality star. This is a woman with real credentials. And between her and her sister, they're both, you know, positive role models and really inspirational. So they will be serving this, uh, this position on the Celebrity Ascent. And I think December 1st, if I'm not mistaken, is when the naming ceremony that they will preside over takes place. And, you know, everyone has to weigh in on the Internet, but it seems like a lot of people are not are not seeing past just the reality TV below deck star and looking into her life because she's chock full of accomplishments. Exactly. I mean, she is a best-selling author. She's a motivational speaker. She really is so much more than and I, I will fully admit that when I first heard that Captain Sandy was going to be the uh, the the godmother or co-godmother, I did that same thing. I did not know her past. You know, I did not know the the things that she's done and, and that she's won several awards within the maritime industry, things like that. I had no clue. So I did the same kind of judge a book by its cover, so to speak. And I, in researching the story, I learned a lot. And, and it really kind of made me see that, yeah. And I should have known better because Celebrity really is a very female-forward, female-empowering company. It's a really big thing for them. So you know, we can all learn our lessons here. And finally, a big week for NCL. It most certainly was, thanks to their two newest ships. So first, there's Norwegian Prima, which, uh, you know, I've done a lot of the Norwegian ships, and I have to say Prima was maybe my favorite of them. I really, really loved it. Um, and it 
celebrated her one-year anniversary, uh, which this was the first ship of the Prima class. And it introduced several new for Norwegian concepts, including my personal favorite, the Indulge Food Hall, which I, I say this every time it comes up. It's the best idea I've seen on a cruise ship in years. And every single place, everybody should steal it and put it on their own ships because it's amazing. It also had NCL's first three-level racetrack and Palomar, which is a really, really good high-end uh, Mediterranean restaurant. They just they introduced a lot of new concepts for this. And with this class, we're sort of aiming to elevate the brand a little bit. And they really, I think, did that. You know, it's 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 a step up from everything they've done in the past. So anyway, that was really successful. And that's a good thing because the other news coming out of NCL this week was that they took delivery of Viva, which is the second ship in the class. Um, when I was on Prima, the designers of the ship uh, did a little, you know, Q&A. And we were saying to them, some of the press and I, uh, we were all asking how much of a difference can you do when you mean, you know, when you learn the lessons for on Prima, what can you take and apply to Viva? And they were like, you can make small changes, but you can't really make huge changes because the timeline is so far in advance that, you know, they're already designing the fourth and fifth ships in this particular um, class. So you can make tweaks, but you can't make any really huge changes. So luckily, Prima has been very successful and people really like it. This will be the new ship. She's ready for her inaugural sailing, which, in fact, I think you'll be on by the time people actually hear this. Uh, the ship will spend her first season sailing out of Greece and Italy. So anyone wanting to give her a spin out of a U.S. port will have to wait until this fall. Um, Viva's going to do an 11-day transatlantic from Lisbon to Miami in November, and she'll do some sailings out of there. And then, if I'm not mistaken, I think she will home port in San Juan. Is that correct? That is one of them, yeah. I can't wait to sail her. It's my first time um, making my way on a Prima class ship because I missed the last one. I'm so excited for you to see this ship because when I got off Prima, you know, I was just like, wow, this is such a game changer. And I was only on for two nights, um, so I didn't get to really explore everything on the ship. But, you know, I, I can't wait to talk to you when you get back and um, get your thoughts on it because it's just to see if you're as impressed with it as I am, especially with the outdoor spaces and the promenade and the art walk and all of that. I, I like I said, blown away and I can't wait to hear what you say. If it's only half as good as that video footage you shot for me. <laughs> You know, that video footage has never shown up on the site. What went wrong? Uh, yeah. Well, I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> well, perhaps you will get some better footage of this ship. Yeah. Staff writer Richard Sims, as always. Thanks, my friend. Glad to be here. Have a question or a comment for the show? Yeah. Send an email or voice memo to Doug at CruiseRadio.net. A big question we get at Cruise Radio is, how do I know if I need trip insurance? Simple answer. If you're getting on a plane, taking a road trip, or getting on a cruise ship, you need to have travel insurance. Hey, it's Doug Parker for my friends at TripInsurance.com. Not, not only does TripInsurance.com protect your vacation investment, but it also gives you peace of mind in case anything were to go wrong on your trip. 
How do they do it? They offer three different types of trip insurance policies. Good, better, and best. One policy for every vacation budget. But it doesn't just stop there. They're up to 40% lower when you shop around on other comparison sites. Plus, TripInsurance.com offers 24-hour customer support before, during, and after your trip, online claims assistance, and travel alerts to let you know what's going on at your destination. But find out for yourself. Check out TripInsurance.com. You're listening to Cruise Radio, the trusted voice of the cruise industry. Last November, AJ and his wife took a cruise, a seven-night Eastern Caribbean sailing on Celebrity Cruises, Celebrity Beyond. That's their newest one. AJ joins us on the line. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing good, Doug. How are you doing this evening? Good, my friend. Good, my friend. And excited to talk to you about Celebrity Beyond because you you always offer a unique perspective when you come on the show because uh, you and the wife are visually impaired. So it, it really gives, uh, for the folks who are experiencing these same things, it really goes to show how good the special care is. Is it special, the special care department, AJ? Is that what it's called? Some cruise lines call it the access department. Some call it special needs. Gotcha. Okay. Depends very, upon the cruise line. Very cool. So we'll get to that in just a little bit. As we always do, we'll take a step back here. Give me some pre-cruise thoughts. What made you want to take this seven-night cruise on Celebrity Beyond? Well, I'm a member of UR Compt, which is a casino host company that offers cruises to people who go into the casinos, land base, or other cruise lines. And I saw that they had an opening for the Celebrity Beyond on the seven night, which would have been the first seven night cruise out of Fort Lauderdale in November. And we were just hoping, oh, we'll go on that cruise because hopefully Captain Kate will be on that cruise ship. So that was our intentions. Very cool. Now you're in the the Carolina areas, right? Yeah. Gotcha. You make your way Mm -hmm. from the Carolinas down to South Florida. How was embarkation there? Because that new terminal is, it's very nice and very swift in and out. Yeah. When we arrived to the terminal, they were accepting everyone. And that was just slightly after 1130 in the morning. And they swooped us right in, actually had someone from the cruise ship come and take us on board the ship and then give us our um, tour of the ship. Nice. So then how long from um, curb to ship would you say? It was not even 15, 20 minutes. Wow. Okay. Very cool. And what were your first impressions? I mean, you were uh, like one of the first passengers on board sailing this in North America. So as you kind of made your way around the ship and got the tour, what were your first impressions of the vessel? It's just beautiful. It has an easy layout. Three, four, five is all just pretty easy to navigate. Go straight through. There's no going up or down decks to go to another spot on, on the ship. Yeah, it's uh, they did a really, really good job with this one. And I like with Celebrity, it seems out of all the cruise lines out there, Celebrity is one that really learns from the previous ship in the class, what works, what doesn't, and modifies it. Because we've seen a lot of changes between when Edge first came out and then Apex and now beyond. We'll probably see some more when Ascent rolls out this December. So very cool there. What kind of room did you have on this seven-night cruise, AJ? And what was your experience throughout the week? We actually had the, one of those infinite verandas with the button to make it an ocean view or a balcony, however you want to say it. But that was pretty interesting. Yeah. What did you think of that? Because it's you either really like it or you don't like it. Um, I rather prefer the, the door instead of converting your stateroom into a, a balcony stateroom with the French doors and all that stuff and rolling the window down. What are your thoughts? I liked it because you kind of had a little bit of everything because if you put the blinds down, it's almost like an interior. Mm-hmm. stateroom or if you just want to have the blinds up it's an ocean view or if you just want to put the window down and have a balcony you can but my wife was the same as you she goes i'd much rather prefer to have a real balcony 
it's definitely a mixed bag. It's not uh, one or the other. It's like split right down the middle. But uh, what about space and storage through the week? Oh, we had enough storage for two. The, the room was itself was good size and easy to navigate. The showers on Celebrity and this uh, Edge class ship, is it shower curtain or glass? No, it's a glass door. Okay, very good. Let's talk about the dining and food throughout your week on this seven-night cruise on Beyond. Uh, we'll start at the top at the buffet, which is the Ocean View Cafe. What was your thoughts up there? Oh, it was great. Great variety. They pretty much made stuff, cooked to order almost up there for anyone. If you're looking for anything, we actually met one of the waitresses, Shanice, who pretty much told us to come find her directly for she could help us in the buffet area. And she actually is a waitress in the Cosmopolitan restaurant. And she told us to go there every night for dinner. And if we wanted something else from one of the other dining rooms, she would go get it for us. Wow. That's awesome. You can't, you can't beat that service. Did you uh, take her up on her, um, come dine with me or come join me in the Cosmo? Uh, yep. By the, the first night, she had a seat already set aside for us. Anytime we came in, they saw us in the line and they would just tell us, come on, let's go to your guys' seats. Don't don't worry about checking in. We got you. Nice. Now, what was your what was your experience like throughout the week in their specialty, or not specialty, but they have like four main dining rooms on board, little smaller MDRs kind of on those two decks there. What was your experience um, dining there throughout the week? Did you like the food and the service and everything? Oh, yeah. The food was great. The service was great with Shanice and her assistant waitress, uh, Rachel. They just really took good care of us. They knew the menu. They could make recommendations, and they were spot on with the recommendations that they gave you. Nice. Now, did you take her up on her offer of getting anything from other venues, or did that menu suit you? Oh, yes. Each night, my wife would want to try something from the Italian or the Mediterranean or the French restaurant, and Shanice would tell her what what was the options that were different, because each main dining room had... um, Slightly different items in each each of them. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. There's the Cosmopolitan, the Tuscan, the Normandy, and uh, there's one more. Cyprus. <sighs> Cyprus, there you go. Yes, that's the Greek one. Yeah, good. Uh, yep. some solid restaurants they have there. Did you do any specialty dining throughout the week? No, we didn't have to because yeah. they pretty much made everything we ordered cooked to order. So if there was something on there that I couldn't have like with my seafood allergy, they would take it off and other items like black olives for my wife. They just look cooked to order. Don't worry about it. We got you guys. Let's uh, let's tackle this out right now then. So because you are visually impaired and you do have allergies, all of this, the food and the visual, was that all done pre-cruise? Um, yeah, I contacted the special needs department to fill out the form over the phone with one of their representatives. Mm-hmm. And they went over the questions on the form and what we would need and what we would request of them. And they went way out of their way to make sure that we were taken care of. Very nice. That started with when you got out of the vehicle at the terminal itself and they escorted you on and everything. Yep. As soon as we made it through security, they contacted the staff on board and Mm -hmm. Nemo from guest services came off the ship, grabbed us, walked us onto the ship, gave us the ship tour, helped us get to the uh, buffet for lunch, met Shanice. She took care of us. And with um, Nemo's tour, we knew where the spa was. So we went to have the spa tour and made it back to our room and then went to see her for dinner in the Cosmopolitan that first night. Very nice. So how about any food around the ship? I know like they have the, um, well, it's the, what's the one? Is it called El Baccio? Cafe El Baccio. There you go. Did you do that at all? We did for some of the pastries for like a yeah. quick 
breakfast once or twice throughout the cruise. And how about like by the pool? There's like that ocean grill out there or the pizza in the back of the ship? Yeah, we actually did that one day for lunch. The burgers and hot dogs and the fries. So let's talk about the entertainment. How was that through your seven-night sailing? Amazing. We went to all three of the production shows that they put on. They actually had a guest singer called Savannah Smith that was on board. She was also amazing and actually took time to uh, meet with us separately on another day just to talk with us and tell us about you know her performing and describing some of the stuff in her show to us. Any entertainment in the back at Eden? We heard some of the shows, but we didn't get a chance to go see them because we were so busy doing other activities on board. How were the sea days as far as crowds and congestion? Easy to navigate around that ship because mm-hmm. of the easy layout. I really didn't see any. That's nice. And we yeah. pretty much went to the uh, solarium pool if we wanted to go swimming in that because it was also near the spa where my wife used them for a massage and everything. So Nice. Of course, there are casinos on board. All celebrity ships are non-smoking, so I don't have to ask you about that. So we'll talk about the ports of call you did on this seven-night Eastern you did the uh, St. Thomas Run, St. Martin, Porta Plata, the DR. It's next to Amber Cove. So let's, uh, let's hit them in order here. What was the first Porta Call? And give us a highlight, and we'll move to the next one. Porta Plata, we actually had an excursion through the cruise line, and you actually went to a cultural event. It was a red coffee bean plant, and you actually went to a coffee um, plantation where you helped them actually plant new coffee uh, trees and they made the coffee right there in front of you the way they do it on on the island. And they provided a lunch and they made it very interactive for my wife and I to have that same experience as the other people on on that excursion. So you, you, you paid to do this, but you're you're doing labor, you're, you're planting the coffee for them? Yeah, it's because they try to have the small coffee farmers have like a co-op. Oh, okay. That makes sense then. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm 100% on board with that one. Then then your next port of call? Was St. Thomas. And we've been to St. Thomas a few times. So we just, well, with Celebrities Blessing, they had one of their guest services representatives, Patricia, be allowed to get off the ship and walk around the port area with us because there were some things my wife wanted to look at buying. So it was just like a shopping day for her. And then you went over to St. Martin. How was your day there? St. Martin, they actually canceled the excursion that we were going to do. So again, the higher-ups on the ship allowed Patricia and guest services to actually go around with us into the port and a little bit of St. Martin to do some more shopping for the wife. So Cool. I bet Patricia was hoping that excursion was going to be canceled so she can get off a second day in a row. <laughs> yeah, she loved it. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> that's awesome that her uh, get off the ship with y'all too. That's, uh, that's super cool of them. So you make your way back to Port Everglades. How was your debark process? That was actually simple as well. And we just had a late later debarkation time and Got off the ship when it was our time. What tips would you offer up to anyone considering or who is sailing Celebrity Beyond for the first time? Do it. Experience the shows. They were amazing. I think it's the best, some of the best shows we've seen. Very interactive, very just over the top, but really, really good. What was the biggest highlight of this cruise for you and the family? The biggest highlight for us was actually Captain Kate was still on board the ship, but she wasn't the official captain because she was still on her vacation time. And through the guest services, they actually got it where we could actually meet her and hang out with her for about a half hour and just talk to her about, you know, being on the cruise ship, being a captain, 
for explaining some more things to us in depth and everything. So mm-hmm. that's awesome. Yeah, she's she's very sweet. Did you get to meet? Did you get to meet Bug? No, before she met us, she gave Bug a a bath, and Bug was in a mood. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's funny. Well, your final thoughts in closing here of Celebrity Beyond. It's a beautiful ship. Don't think. Oh, that's just for older people. They really have worked on trying to make it more inclusive for all different age demographics. They do have a kids club that's open in three-hour increments. Really didn't see too many kids, but they had activities for people in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, and older. And just everyone had a great time enjoying every all the activities they were offering us. Even the cruise director, Luigi. You nice. know, it had to be good if you can remember the cruise director's yeah, name. Yeah, you got that right. Any other celebrity cruises on the books? No, we hopefully want to get back on Beyond or maybe Ascent when we definitely know Captain Kate would be the captain so we could um, cruise with her. I love it. We've been talking with AJ about his cruise on Celebrity Beyond. AJ, thank you so much for being on the show, my friend. As always, look forward to the next one. All right, Dougie, let's see what we got for you, buddy. Cruise Radio is produced at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Get cruise news, ship reviews, and money-saving tips every Thursday on Cruise Radio. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the show. If you want to help spread the word, Give Cruise Radio a five-star review. Find Cruise Radio where you listen to your favorite podcast or online at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer.